And it is another week, another day. It's Easter week. This is Andrew Wood, joined as always by pastor and friend Jason Hayes. Jason, man, we are... Uh, uh, I'm building the ark right my now. My goodness. You know, it, and man, the rain. It is crazy <laughs> because we had some really gloriously beautiful days. Well, yesterday then, was yeah, amazing. And then it just rains. And man, I think it's because the ground is so saturated, you know, from the last weekend. But today, boy, there is a lot of rain. And there's not just a lot of rain, but there's a lot of runoff everywhere. Did you have problems getting to the studio today? No, the Carnes underpass. Okay. If if you're familiar with Carnes. Yes. Yep. There's a one-way underpass. Right. So you have to like. Give a little honk. Yeah. uh, Let people know you're coming through. People paint the underpass. Sure. uh, It floods all the time. Well, in the big van, I'm like. I'm always looking for it, you know, like, yeah, I can't wait. And these little cars are in front of me and I'm like, come on, either, either go through it or turn around. Or get out of the way. This should not surprise you. Literally every time it rains, this is what happens under, under this underpass. So if you're not familiar with it, I don't know what to tell you, but. Uh, yeah, me and uh, I love uh, it. I went through it this morning. So. I, had, I had a little pass right here on the way. Uh, kind of, I took one of the back roads coming into the studio yeah, today, and where it, it said was, road uh, closed. Yes, and I, I just, went around uh, that as well. I, I just proceeded. <laughs> I <laughs> this did is too. the beauty of a truck. And uh, yeah. if anyone uh, is listening today and is offended by that action, I'm really, really yeah, sorry. The, it Genuinely, definitely. Definitely uh, said road closed, and I definitely just was like, eh, yeah, it, it can't yeah. be that bad. Well, I do know the road well because we're here a lot. And, and how so, much water really stands there? It not, it's actually not that bad, and it wasn't terrible. When but I, came but I would it. highly encourage anyone who does not have a large vehicle like you and I both do to stay yeah. well, away from yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, if it's, typically if you see something that says road closed, Please don't, do don't that. go around it. Yeah. But when I went through this one, there was no, like literally no water. Yeah. And I was like, I think y'all need to pick your signs up. Yes. That's basically. Uh, so I knocked them over. I ran over them <laughs> with the van and, and so I was just trying to be a helper. So, um, I don't know if we should actually speak about this on air because <laughs> it may be like violating some type of like agreement that we have with, uh, the station and things of yeah. that sort. But I mean, do we need to give a special shout out to a guest in the studio? We do today? currently have, uh, Ruby, which is our, uh, 14-year-old golden retriever. She's just wandering. Just the wandering. Studio. She'll Her- eventually lay down. She's just trying to get acclimated, probably looking for a place to poop. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I'm kidding. She's not. Oh, uh, <laughs> she's just. Yeah, it was one of those days. Sometimes you have those days where like yeah. everything starts uh, like moving in different directions. And before you know it, you're like, oh, I can't be in all places at all times. I have needs that need to be like accomplished yeah. at the exact same time. And so thus we have Ruby the dog. Well, and, and she can come to work with me and she'll, she'll sleep in my office all day long. And so, uh, so it, she's really the only dog that I would take with me right. in that case. So we have, obviously we have other animals. Um, but she's the one that's most chill. I think on like. behalf of Dave, our producer and myself, we are both really just grateful that the pig is not here. Yeah, well, that's not happening. Yeah, thank there, you. There's no chill. <laughs> there's absolutely no chill with him. <laughs> we couldn't do a show with a pig here. Uh, but, but yeah, Ruby's great and she, um, yeah, she's just a good dog. She's older. She's, uh, you know, she's old. So there's a lot of things to discuss today. Oh, okay? boy. Obviously, boy, it, is, there it, is. it is Easter week. Yes. And so we certainly want to give a ton of attention to that. And, and by all means, I just want to say, 
um, to all those that are listening. First and foremost, happy Easter. Yeah. We won't get a chance to talk to you again yeah. uh, before Easter. But then secondly, I just would encourage everyone to really make Easter more than Sunday morning. Yeah. I mean, we, we certainly celebrate the resurrection on Sunday, but really embrace Holy Week as a whole, you know, and really spend some time reflecting and talking about um, you know, and, and just reading about really the events of this week that we celebrate, uh, what Christ did, not just, um, in his resurrection, but ultimately on the cross, his way to the cross, uh, the way that he interacted with those that were persecuting him, those that were going to ultimately crucify him and just remarkable stuff. The more that I've read it, even just the way that Jesus interacted with his disciples mm-hmm. in the final week or so is really remarkable. And it's just so evident that he's this God of grace. Uh, when you see the disciples who were arguing over stupid stuff and falling asleep at the wrong times, yep. and I mean, so many, and betraying him. I mean, there's just a, a lot there. So we're going to talk a bit about Easter. There's also been some huge data that yeah. was released that we're going to talk about in our second segment today mm-hmm. related to church membership mm-hmm. uh, or people that are just identifying themselves as connected with either a church, a synagogue, or a mosque, and how there's been a significant decrease. And we're going to speculate a little bit about that. We're going to opine. Can I yeah. use that word? Yeah, sure. Opine a bit about why that may be and some things that I think we need to take away from it. But the main thing that I want to start the show with is just this, because it feels like we have switched roles a little bit. You sit in a certain seat here mm-hmm. in the studio. I sit in a certain seat in the studio. Uh, you kind of lead uh, the show, and and I just, again, kind of interject as best I can. However, there has clearly been a change in roles in that you are clean-shaven, 100% clean-shaven. Yeah, pretty much. And you I and have I. a, I mean, almost a beard that would be presentable in your eyes. Yeah, you, this is like over a month for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how are we feeling? Do you want to give any type of like scoring system? No, I, to I will say here, I'm, I'll be, I know in way too much about beards. And, yes. And I will be completely transparent and honest with you. Okay. The, I can look at somebody growing a beard and I know immediately if they know anything about or if they care about how it looks. Okay. So what I appreciate about so yours, no, so what I appreciate about yours is you trim the neckline yes. appropriately. Yes. So you have some folks that are go, hey, I'm just never going to touch like the, the neckline. Remember the Andrew Luck neck yes. beard? Yeah. Uh, so you have yeah. some folks that go that direction. And of Andrew life. Luck, for those that are curious, is not like a friend of ours that I'm no, speaking no, about. This a, is a, a former fo- in a, in yeah. NFL football player. And so he was always notorious for just kind of not doing anything. And with it's like, okay, oh, they don't know how to trim their right. neck and right. they don't own a razor. Th- that They used to call him like the Civil War guy because <laughs> right. back in the day they right. probably couldn't. Of course. Well, then you have the other side of that, which okay. is the chin strap. Yeah. So people that just, <laughs> that, that just, uh, trim it all the way up to the, the chin, where really you should look at your Adam's apple right. about a finger width, two finger width, you know, depending on how how you want it, how your face is shaped. And there's so many ways. To yeah, the more, the, by the way, the more that you speak about this, the yeah. more indicting it is. But keep speaking, but, please. But, I'm enjoying uh, it. But what you don't want to do is a chin strap. No. You don't want anybody no. to look at you and go, oh, you like are wearing a helmet. 
<laughs> and uh, and so I appreciate the way you trim it, and and it comes in good. And, it's coming and so, together. Yeah, it's good. It's coming together. So how, you're going full on, and I'm you're going, going with I'm the beard. Uh, you're not going to shave it for a year. No, that's not correct oh, at okay. all. But and I don't necessarily foresee myself allowing it to get like too much longer so than this. So will it be there on Easter? It will be there on okay. Easter. I'm going to keep it on Easter. For those okay. that don't know, I don't have a surplus of hair on my head. <laughs> I get it. So it's kind of the, you know, shaved head uh, yeah, yeah. beard look. And, and so here I am. I mean, it works, for, it works for wrestlers. It works for people that drive motorcycles. And, I'm all, and it works I'm for near, pastors. I am nearly one of both of those. <laughs> yeah. So it makes complete sense. Yeah. I ridden on a motorcycle maybe twice on in my life. On the back, life. behind somebody, yeah, and, and you I held their waist. And, right, and, and, I <laughs> and I occasionally wrestle with my children. <laughs> there you go. And so there I am. There you go. It makes sense. No, I think it's good. Thank I, you. I think it, I I think it looks that. good, man. I appreciate yeah. that. So anything that I need to know going on in the Wood family household or, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you no. know, again, we're getting closer and closer to um, – the virtual uh, banquet. Yeah, uh, for, hope. for hope. Yeah, that's coming up at the end of April, and we're doing some videos next week and and moving moving along with that. And so yeah, things are going well there. <clears throat> what I was saying off air, you know, the wood household. We just you know the uh, having the animals that we have. We the, the, a couple of them are reaching older age, and so okay. that's just the process. Ruby's one of those, and and so there's things that we have to deal with. Just with an older dog, Ruby has had seizures, and and so we're we're trying to figure out. There's not a lot you can do, right? But it, it's. I'm going to be nervous if Ruby has a seizure in the studio. You and me both, buddy. So the only time it's, it's happened, Aaron. Nervous. Only time it's happened, Aaron has been around. And Aaron so, is an actual expert yeah, like she works on, with animals. Yeah, Aaron, works with so animals. so yeah. yeah, that would that would not be good. I don't think it's going to happen, but. Mm. Uh, and then, and then we have a, we have a cat that is 17 years old. What's the cat's name? Maui. She's been with Aaron. I mean, before I was with Aaron. Yeah. And so 17, we've never had to do anything for her. She's never had to really go to the vet, never had any issues. And she currently has a broken jaw in two places. Oh boy. Which means feeding is weird. And, oh boy. and, and so. How did that injury uh, happen? We don't really know. That's the weird part. We oh. have some assumptions that I'm not going to say. But we don't really know, yeah, because uh, we weren't there. Like it, we just walked into the room and and man. we could clearly see something had happened. Oh, and man. so so it's a struggle for her to eat right now. And, you feel and, like it was a possible like a possible like neighborhood bully cat? That no, because she never goes outside. Okay, so possibly so, a bully possibly, pet in possibly. or bully any. Yeah, yeah, it person. was. It definitely wasn't a human. Okay, it wasn't a child. Yeah, okay, good. definitely. That's what thankfully, trying, wasn't trying not a human. to indict one of your children. Yeah, wasn't a human. Being another animal, we okay. don't know though. All right. Um, and the weird part is our other. We have I love another. Love that you say. If I could just interrupt you because I do that so often. But I, if I could just say, I love that you said another animal. As if somehow there could be like a fox that's yeah. in your home, well, or you like never know. You know, is there could a coyote been. that yeah. has somehow wandered you into never know. The, the den? You know. Yeah. I mean, at this point, uh, Aaron knows that <laughs> I am a even. Even some people would say because the cat is seventeen, like you know, just right. It's seventeen, right. And but Aaron knows at this point in my life, in our lives, I'm. She even told me yesterday. She was like, "I know you're just gonna let me do whatever I want with the animals." You're like, and yes. I was like, "Yeah, I yes. mean, I, you know, you've invested 17 years of your life into this cat, right? So I'm not gonna just say throw in the towel because yeah. there's like." Now, if if Aaron didn't work at a vet and didn't have the education and knowledge, right? Then maybe we'd be at a different spot, right? But she does. But she does. And so, 
so yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be okay. Well, it at takes any point, you want to just call me. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have any expertise. Yeah. I do own a dog. Uh, that's true. And you do. I mean, we basically be, have a pretty good thing going now since that's good. December. That's good. I mean, so we're talking like three months. Oh, I mean, man. I'm, I'm basically yeah. a professional at this yeah. point. And so I wouldn't be shocked if I get a phone call from like a local veterinarian office yeah. that's like, Hey, would you be interested in picking up some additional hours? Cause you're a clearly, <laughs> clearly. Like a, a puppy yeah. whisperer. Yeah. Um, so if you need to call me, thanks. I appreciate that. I don't think Aaron will. Or related to the pig, yeah. I can offer summer sausage, bacon, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, uh, any number of things that I can point you towards. You know, the the pig is it's getting interesting because he he the last couple of days has kind of wandered to the front yard, and and I'll be at the kitchen table while we're eating supper, and we have the blinds open, and cars just slow down. One the other day even put it in reverse and backed up. <laughs> Rolled their window down. I was like, what is happening? What is going so on? So I go man? out there with my gun drawn, obviously. Stop it. Because I don't know what they're doing. No, I'm kidding. I didn't <laughs> Stop do that. It. But I always go out because I'm like, what's, ha- what are they looking at? Yeah. What are, you know, and it always is they're just looking at Hamlet. Like, they like is Hamlet. that a pig? They're, you know, you drive by a yard. I'm assuming if, if you drove by a yard in your neighborhood and you yes. saw a pig, you probably, probably would stop, would stop. and probably fair. even say out loud, is that a pig? Yeah, surely they don't have a pig. And, yeah. and so we, we have had a lot of that happen as of late. Uh, yeah. And because the days are getting longer, you there's, can see him. You there's can like see after him. hours. Yeah, know. and so he stays out longer. Nice. And uh And, yeah, he's just kind of like uh, he's become like a thing. So, so people like to look at him. So on the um, on the discussion of, of just spectacles, yeah. things just to really note, um, mm-hmm. I would just offer to all of our listeners today – that in one of my brackets for the NCAA, um, I am currently still in first place. I mean, is that is that pretty solid? And it's not like with three people. That's like I, I'm I'm in a I am in a bracket with that particular one probably has forty or fifty wow. folks, and I am currently in first place. And if you think it is because I've watched an innate amount, yeah. uh, or, or sorry, an inordinate amount of uh, of basketball this season and was just more educated yeah, than others on it. It was completely opposite of that. Yeah. In fact, probably the least basketball I've watched in 20 years. And somehow here I am at the top of the bracket. So we'll see if I hold That's on. Impressive. I do have Gonzaga as my winner. Well, they're going to win. And it looks like they're going to win. I, so. I didn't fill out any brackets. Oh. And I have watched zero games. Oh. Did you watch even the Tennessee loss? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. No. I, I mean, I said they were going to go to the Final Four, right, Jason. sure. So had I filled out a bracket, it wouldn't have mattered. No. Uh, but, but I haven't watched it. Last night, Gavin was like, can we watch March Madness? Cause we saw a commercial. Yeah. I was like, buddy, it's pretty much done. Yeah. It's pretty much done. And we haven't watched any of it. You hear this like kind of somber yeah. music as we're leading out into the commercial break. And I'm handing my it's, man card over. It's, it's really about the loss of your man card. Yeah. And also the grief. Of our Vols not making it past the first round. What a man. Yeah, we'll talk about better things when we come back. All I want is a proper cup of coffee made in a proper cup of coffee pot. I may be off my dot, but I want a proper coffee in a proper cup of pot. Iron coffee pot, sense in coffee pot. I don't know who that's Hanson, I think. I think that is that right after, I think on the album that's right after Umbop. I think it is. I think you got Umbop and then something yeah. in this song about And actually, the lead singer of this one is the Hanson brother, the fourth Hanson brother that you never knew existed. <laughs> it's kind of so, like uh, uh, the other Manning. Right, son. it is. 
is. It's that, just like that. That it should be noted that they actually all say that that Manning was possibly going to be the best of all of them. Uh, that I think it was the oldest brother, yeah. but he then had he injuries, injuries and all this stuff. Do you, but you know, his son is pretty legit. Is a stud, yeah. like yeah. like is like number one pro, uh, um, quarterback prospect. Yeah, out there. Do you think they say that about the oldest brother of Hanson? No. Oh, okay, because I think there's still just three of the Mannings. Uh, so, do you think they say yeah. that just because like? Uh, oh, you work. think Peyton and, and Eli are work. like he's he's definitely he would have been so much better. We're filthy it's, rich, but we want him to know that like I mean, he's I, really I think, valuable too. I think it's easy to say that because we don't know, right? And and so and and I'm thinking as a little brother myself, I would want to say that about my big brother, right? You know, just to sure. say, look, you know, you it didn't work out for you, but we want it to be clear he was better than right. all of us. I, I'm uh, looking at my youngest son, and I don't think he would say think so. that at all. About yeah, I'm his definitely the best. He would literally say, "Yeah, I am the best." Yeah, uh, well, I get and, that, and he actually probably is not necessarily <laughs> yeah. not in, but on a age to age scale, like he's probably the best athlete. I will say our youngest is the best athlete. It's because they're used to like having to keep up with well, siblings and they're watching. And all this they're, stuff. I mean, I, I've, yeah, they've been introduced youngest, to it earlier. Our youngest stuff. can, in, in you know, of course, the two. The two girls in the middle in my family, mm. my goodness, they, mm. they, you know, don't throw a ball at them because mm. you're going to hurt them. Mm. Uh, but the youngest, Charlie, she can, the way she picks up a ball, the way she holds a bat already at three, I'm like, there's just different. The way she runs, I'm like, I, there's different, something different about her, hmm. uh, that I don't really see, uh, in the other girls. Gavin, you know, he's the only boy, so there's different athletic ability that we see in him. Right. Uh, but in terms of watching Charlie, I'm like, yeah, okay. Come she's, on now. She's Come on, bit, Charlie. She's, you know, she can grab the bat and she's a lefty. I so, love it. I love um, it. All right. So as we were saying in our first segment, really interesting news that came out. And I wouldn't necessarily say surprising news. Right. Um, I would simply just say interesting to actually have some data. So I'm actually looking at uh, an article um, on Gallup, uh, and it's identified this way. The article titled is U.S. Church Membership Falls Below Majority for First Time. So basically the, the highlights of it are in 2020, 47% of U.S. adults belonged to a church, a synagogue, or a mosque. Now that is down more than 20 points, um, from turn of the century. So basically you see this change, uh, mostly because there's this rise in Americans that are establishing that they have no religious preference. So if I could read a little bit more about it, it says Americans membership in houses of worship continued to decline last year dropping below 50% for the first time in Gallup's eight-decade trend. Uh, in 2020, 47% of Americans said that they belonged to a church, synagogue, or mosque, down from 50% in 2018 and 70% in 1999. U.S. church membership was 73% when Gallup first measured it in 1937 and remained near 70% for the next six decades before beginning a steady decline around the turn of the 21st century. Interesting stuff. Yeah, Any I would, initial thoughts on it? Well, or first off, I it? was the, the 70% in 1999. That, that's 
And and really to go from 73% in 1937 all the way up to 1999, kind of hovering around 70%, that's impressive. Do you feel as if the data is accurate? I, you know, I think, and, and we text about this, I would love to see the breakdown between rural, city, suburban. I, I would love to, because I feel like in rural communities, it still probably would be fairly high. Right. <clears throat> that, that people would still affiliate themselves or, or consider themselves church goers. This doesn't mean Christians. This no. is, or, or, I mean, and, and I think a lot of people take this and they go, oh, this means evangelicals. Well, it includes mosque, it includes synagogues. Yeah, I mean, sure. it's not, it's, this is not just an evangelical right. issue, but, but I, I do think, I do think we're moving in a direction of people feel pressure or, or, well, you're going to think a certain thing about me if I say, um, I go to church or even, right. even within the church, we have people that say, uh, we're, uh, there's a stigma there. So we're going to, you know, when you say that I'm a Christian, I don't, say i don't define christian the same way right. i don't define evangelical sure, the same sure. way and, and so there's a for me with these polling questions there's a lot of folks that are like look i, I don't want it's the same way when you ask polling questions about elections they're like well i don't want to tell you right how i feel or what i really believe i always love the guys you just referenced to that's like well, I mean, it's always like this commentary on the question. Yep. You know, well, I mean, how it's defined and something, yeah. something, something, you're like, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and so it doesn't surprise me. The, the part that, that, that I guess can, not even concerns me, but over the last week or so, in conjunction with this, we, we've also seen some rapper put out a shoe about, you know, 666 on it and, and right. all this nonsense. And, you know, whatever. It, but, but I've seen so many people get in a, uh, been out of shape about it. And I'm going, hold on. We're surprised that a secular culture is doing secular things. Right. Like, like even when it was at 70%, do we believe that 70% of our, of our culture were churched? Right. And that's what I would say is I, I'm, uh, I mean, certainly by, by all means, I don't want to, uh, I don't want the listeners to be like, these guys don't even care about, right. you know, about, about the church. Of course. I mean, I, we, we both serve the church in different ways. Yeah. You know, you partner alongside churches. I lead a church. Um, you're actively involved in our church and, and, and serve so many others as well. And have done that in the past also. So it's not that it's just more, I feel like probably the Cultural pressure, you mentioned it in the sense of some people actually see it as something that could be, um, you know, that could potentially like group them into some discussion or to some, uh, you know, bias or something that they, they feel like might be associated with a, a church or a synagogue or a yeah. mosque that they don't want to be connected to. So there's a hesitancy there. I would say 20 years ago, um, there was still a decent degree and at, at, at minimum a remnant, but I would say probably in, in a lot of parts of our country, there was a, a pretty good portion of people that actually felt a pressure to, to, if they were not connected mm-hmm. to some yep. degree of, of, you know, local body of worship. I mean, I, I will always, I mean, it truly has been 15 plus years ago now, which is hard to believe, but at a church that I served at in Nashville, um, a dear family got connected to our church, um, ended up being really, really sweet folks and, and, and yet did not know Jesus. Okay. And eventually would, um, step into a relationship with Christ, uh, are now growing their faith and, and, and well mature into their faith at this point. 
But the point was they had moved from uh, a different part in the country and, uh, and they basically arrived into Nashville and they genuinely showed up at our church and said, it seems that everyone in town goes to church. And so we thought that we probably yep. should too. It really was just more of a cultural piece. You know, it wasn't necessarily this authentication of, of a genuine faith and like this sincere belief in Christ or, or anything of that sort. It really was like, Hey, a lot of people still do this. And so it feels like maybe that's something we should do. Or I think that for many 20 years ago, there was still this holding on of like, this is, Something that is honoring to my parents or honoring to my legacy or something that we did as a, in, in our upbringing. Right. And so, uh, ultimately there is data that, that is even beyond this that, that speaks towards, you know, we're now not so much always talking about people that have walked away from the church. In many cases, a generation where we are today, we're talking about people that were just never connected in the first place. Mm-hmm. And so that is why there's not just this, like, I need to, I need to honor my legacy or I need to honor my family or I need to even honor my upbringing. It's just not as much. Well, there there was a time when when people would just go on Easter and Christmas. But if you asked them in the poll, are are you in church? They would say, of course, of course I am. Or they're on they're on they're on a roster or a membership role. But they weren't going. Right. But and and so let's dive deeper into that. And even I saw some comments on it from people that I know personally that kind of have some animosity toward the church. And their comment was like. Well, yeah. Are you not surprised? Or, right. Uh, you know, of course, of, of course. course, there's the decline. Right. And let's talk about that when we come back. So as we continue the conversation, AC, Jason, ACDC, right? Yeah, definitely. That was on their first album, <laughs> and then and then something happened where they really went dark. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. This, is, this actually sounds like Jimmy Buffett. It's Alan Jackson. It's Jimmy Buffett, yeah. Yes. It's Kenny Chesney. I love it. Kenny Chesney, all he did was look at Jimmy Buffett's career and go, I think I can do that. Yeah, it's exactly. (laughs) So a couple things worth noting. Uh, One is Ruby's asleep. She is. Yeah. And has been asleep for the last couple seconds. She can't hear anything anyway. Yeah, Yeah. it's good. Another thing is, you know, we're just talking about, uh, you know, people's kind of responses and where people are. And and I want us to talk a bit about that, but it's just personal. I mean, for me, like just last night, literally just last night. Got a text from an old friend, super sweet, super kind, super gracious, um, and actually was really encouraging and like wishing uh, me and wishing Shoreline uh, a really uh, a, a great Easter. And uh, he just said, like, you know, openly said, may or may not be a surprise to you, um, but uh, but I, I've, I've really got a lot of problems right now with like just a lot of hurt and mm-hmm. kind of, uh, I don't know exactly how to describe it, but just a lot of. Uh, issue with kind of the church as a whole. Yep. And he actually said, uh, you know, and, and maybe even a bit with God too. And, and, and he's had some, some hard things that have happened in his life. And, and I get that. And, um, and, and yet he was then really gracious to say, but I want you to know that has nothing like, like Shoreline's the exception in that. And I was really honoring and sweet, yeah. but it does speak towards, um, you know, there's a lot of people that, uh, have either been hurt by the church, a lot of people that have just grown disconnected from the church, a lot of people that don't really feel like they're experiencing any degree of fellowship with the church. And so I, I think that's, that's fair. But then, as you said, those people are also the ones that have a tendency to kind of interject yep. or, or maybe have one piece of the interjection 
on some data that comes up like this. Well, and, and the the frustrating part for me is is you know I have family members that that have made comments like that on online of you know well of course there's a decline or or whatever. Now now what they are in in making that comment that comment doesn't go toward Muslims and it doesn't go toward Jewish folks. Right. It goes toward evangelicals. So they're right. reading that it goes towards their yeah subset their, of evangelicals their their mindset even. of the of the quote unquote yeah. church. But the the frustrating part for me is that same that same family members and friends would say, "Oh, well the Southern Baptist Church, the church in the South have gone too political and they've connected themselves too much to to uh politics." And and I would, you know, sure. in in some cases I would agree with that. But the interesting thing is in one particular case, I know of someone that is now part of a very progressive church in Middle Tennessee that all they do is talk about the progressive side of politics. And I'm going, hold on. If, if churches are supposed to step away from the politics, right. Then you don't just go the left yeah, with it yeah. and, and say, well, we're fine with it as long as they're left leaning and not right leaning. Well, right. you're, you're doing exactly what you say we shouldn't do. Well, it's just an overcorrection. And, and so, you know, and so over- as we, as we think about this, I mean, I, I see folks that, uh, you know, and I think too, in the last, you know, five or 10 years, You've had some pretty big, uh, I guess, faces of movements and celebrity pastors that have fallen, right? Uh, you know, pretty hard. And, and so when you see that, I think some folks go, see, like, what, what are we doing? Yep. You're, you know, and, and that becomes the face of, of a, of an, of the church when in reality you have churches, thousands of churches all right. across the country that are like, Faithful, doing everything they can, doing what they need to do, being above reproach, being and, faithful, and, serving and, the and community. And so, but right. but then you have like five or six that right. have fallen that they become. Well, that's the norm. Yeah, and this not is the norm. This is not apologetics time for the church. Meaning, listen, we, you and I both know there are um, there are all kinds of of warts and all kinds yeah. of things that sure. that. that um, need to, um, need to be worked, uh, and need to be improved, or I should say worked upon and need to be improved and, and things that need to be prayed over and things that we need to repent of. And there's, there's a million different things of that sort. It's kind of one of those things like, listen, I mean, there's, there's some, uh, even Spurgeon makes a, a pretty uh, strong quote on this, but basically, you know, there's, there's kind of general thought. And, and again, this is not attributed to my thought, you yeah. know, but it's kind of the idea of, uh, there's, there's one famous quote that, that basically says, um, the, the church may be a whore, but it's still my wife. Yeah. Something like that. And again, I, that sounds, uh, that, that is, uh, again, all, think generationally sure. back. Yeah. Uh, one yeah, of our, yeah, one yeah. of our past theologians has said something to the iteration of that. And the general premise is, is this, like, the church at times does not always look beautiful, but it is still the bride of Christ. And when it's not beautiful, we need to repent of it. Yeah. When it's not beautiful, we need to really consider what do we do to make sure that it is truly worthy of the calling we've received. Um, we need to think about all those things. And I think there is actually like really meaningful and fruitful. I know it's true in my life right now. There's a lot of really meaningful and fruitful conversation that's happening Related to the church, you know, just thinking about what does the church really need to be? Uh, there's been shifts and, 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 and kind of movements and things of that sort of that have arisen over generations. In many ways, God's used those things. You know, I mean, we probably are in some ways seeing a bit of a shift away from the mega church, but, but I also know that the mega church was used in, a, by God to actually reach a whole bunch of people for yeah. a long time. 
Um, we, we see a, a development of house churches and things of that sort, uh, whereas generationally at times there had been a shift away from those things. I mean, there's this kind of constant movement. And so I would say it's all really, really important, um, important discussions. Here would be what I would say. The church is not just a group of men and women that are in key leadership positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's not that. The church is the body of Christ. And so at times we want to talk poorly about something that we're actually a part of. Yep. And also we want to talk about something that we are a part of that we've not done a ton to make better. You know, so right now we, we are hearing from a number of folks that say they don't want to have to register their kids for mm-hmm. Sunday morning. And I get it. Let's face it. You don't want to do that. No, I don't want to I do don't. that. It's yeah. an ordeal. I, I completely get it. On the other hand, we also know that we are at a almost a well over 50% deficit of where we were in terms of willing volunteers yeah. for children's ministry pre-pandemic. And so it's like, well, yeah, I mean, we don't want to have to register our kids. We get that. On the other hand, you probably don't want to drop your baby off into a classroom that has 18 kids in it yeah. either. And so it's a tough balance. It really is a tough balance. And I would say that's a tiny microcosm of at times we want to be critical of something, but we don't often feel comfortable or want to do the things that help us improve it. Now, here's what I'm going to, can I give a major hot take? Yeah. Like a major hot Please. take. In fact, this was openly something that I was going to try to communicate to the body this week. And we have a number of our folks that will hear this and, and that's okay. Uh, and, and there's nothing to hide here, but it's not trying to just to distract like, like, cause it's not speaking to everybody. Yeah. It's really not speaking to everybody and it's not necessary to speak about it when it comes to Easter, uh, or, or in the midst of Easter week. But I do believe that this upcoming Sunday is a major hinge point for a bunch of people. And again, I could be completely wrong on this, but it's my belief that this upcoming Sunday, Easter Sunday, is going to be a major hinge point for a bunch of people as to whether they will eventually become unchurched. Mm. I really do believe that. Now, I am not, to be very clear, I am not talking about the person who still is cautious with with the pandemic, the person that's still awaiting a vaccination, the person that simply just doesn't feel comfortable being in a large room with a lot of people. I, I am not speaking to you, you know. However, the person that is out doing everything that they are doing, Mm -hmm. living life to the fullest in which they are, and simply are saying, I will not come back to a church until they stop telling me that I have to wear a mask or that I have to register for something or I have to RSVP for my children or that I have to do anything different than what I want to do. If that group of folks are willing to miss Easter celebration over the qualms related to their preferences, I believe they have pushed open a door that very well may lead them towards, listen, I I am going to put my will, my way, my preferences over the worship of Jesus uh, really at any point, yeah. you know, and that's not to say they're going to walk away altogether. It is not. I'm not trying to be so bold and brash and arrogant on all that stuff. I get it. There's a million complexities. I, and I don't think that anyone intentionally is making that choice. I don't think anyone's saying, 
You know, well, hey, listen, we're walking away from the church by not going to church on Easter Sunday in 2021. No one's doing that. I'm not saying that. I just believe that if in my mind I can continue to say I am not, I'm, I'm putting these things before the worship of Jesus on Easter Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday of the Christian faith. Man, I just, it just feels like a really slippery slope. Well, the, the sad part is you have the, the other side of that too, of folks that are like, Oh, well, until they require these things. Right. Right. I'm not going. Uh, no doubt. And so you, you have, you have this. <laughs> Thank you. Preach, bro. Yeah. You, Preach. you have a mixture of, of things where you're going. It's kind of like when, when Texas was like, Hey, we're going to get rid of the mask mandates and everybody, you know, was up in arms. Right. And I'm like, I'm like, Hey, our governor never mandated. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We still, and, and so, and so like, let's be clear where we are. You know, some stores have things on their window that say, please do this or please do that. And we don't, we don't bat an eye. Please put on a shirt. Right. Or please put on That's shoes. Right. Okay. I'll yeah. do that. I'm happy to do that. Oh, Yo, you want to send your kids to school? Yeah. Well, then this is what they're going to be required yeah. to do. Yeah. And, and so, yeah. but then you have the other side of it of, well, you know, this church isn't requiring these things. So right. they obviously hate people. Right. And hate, you know, or it, this church is not. And so we really, they are, they're more loving. They're right. more open. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, it's right. a, it's a weird, it's a weird place that we find ourselves in when, it, when in reality you have, and I get it. Look, I'm, I can be critical. I'll, I'll see, sure. I'll see videos post online of new church plants and I immediately start making yeah, sure. assumptions sure. and I don't know any of them, right. but I'm making assumptions and what are they trying to do? And what, you know, and so we, we find ourselves in a weird spot where we are, uh, we're, we're all trying to reinvent the wheel. But the reality is, just like the Lord used the mega church to save a lot of people, the Lord also used the small country church that has Absolutely. Sunday school and met on Wednesday nights no and doubt. met on Sunday nights Awana, to, to yeah. change yeah. lives of people. And yeah, I'm no one doubt. of those. Yep. And so we as the church have, have created this like competition instead of going, hey, some things work better in certain contexts. And maybe we not need, maybe we don't need to just throw all that out. Right. And maybe and we should, we shouldn't put our preferences and our critical desires above the worship of yeah. Jesus. Amen. We'll talk more when we come back. That's a good one. So Jason, you, you attributed a quote earlier to someone. I'm still trying to get exactly to the bottom of that. So it definitely I, sounded like a Spurgeon quote. I feel like. For sure. Yes. I, I need to be careful with that. And, and here it is saying, uh, the church is what I described, but she's my mother, often attributed to Augustine. Okay. Yeah. Or Augustine, I should say. Same person. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so who knows? But again, Spurgeon I hope definitely you, I, used I hope that. You guys, oh yeah, I hope you quote. guys again understand that was not me trying to be crass or to be critical of the yeah. church. That was me trying to speak towards someone trying to voice. Yeah. Like, listen, even despite when the church doesn't look as beautiful as it needs to, yeah, like it's still a great value, and it's still like God's intended desire, like medium to and vehicle to push the yeah. gospel forward. It's his primary, you know, sure. vehicle. So. Anyways, hey, I wanted to give and you my an up- email is Andrew. Yeah, yeah, right. at no, Shoreline. <laughs> uh, I wanted to give you an update on, uh, you know, was it last week we talked about my lawnmower? Yes, it's fixed. I mowed with it yesterday. Okay, so great irony is that my lawnmower is broken. Wow, have you? You know what the problem with mine was? So I replaced uh, the spark plug, the wire, the fuel filter, 
Uh, I replaced the solenoid. I replaced. I replaced a lot of things that turns out I didn't need to replace. Mm. But now but it has no new parts. Yeah. And it ended up being a relay. Okay. Uh, which, if I'm honest, didn't know that the, existed yeah. or what it did. <laughs> Nor do I. Uh, but had a guy come over who like does this for a living, and he immediately like was could be a relay. You have a ground issue, and I was like. You know, I was like, oh, you, you probably, yeah. I've run in a now that Now that you say that, that you know, now that you yeah. say that, you're probably right. I didn't even think to look at it. What I wanted to say was, <laughs> where what's the relay be? and where would you find that? <laughs> and, uh, and so it's like a $10 part and real simple fix. And I mowed with it yesterday. It mowed nice. great. And, uh, and so got that, got that corrected. So I don't know. Maybe check your relay. Okay, well, for on me, your it's actually, mine is pretty minor. I've got uh, a zero turn mower. And, um, so you have the, like a, a you have your tires, like sure, your tires yeah. on the mower, but then you have a little, like small little wheels yep. connected to the decking yep. on it. Yeah. And, uh, and one of my, wheels uh got tangled like I, I don't know what something got like wrapped around it and mm. then uh and it may have actually just been a stick or something some kind of got plugged yep. up in there and so then it wasn't allowing it to spin so then the next time that i did a turn i'm guessing this is what happened yeah. um because i did find some stuff kind of piled up in there uh, so then the next time i try to do like a, a you know swivel on it it just snapped the tire or snapped that little wheel. Oh, uh, it didn't break it off altogether, but it's like yeah. now is yours pretty messed Is it up. a real tire or is it a plastic? It, tire? That one is a little plastic okay. tire that I've already mine are, ordered. Mine are real. Okay, on, nice. On mine, so I, I've actually ordered. Um, I've ordered replacements, and they'll be here tomorrow via Amazon. Awesome. Uh, also, um, uh, a week or two ago, uh, put a little oil into the mower. There you go. Uh, except for I forgot to put the cap back on. Oh, so then mowed. And it's probably it's uh, and it just so I have oil all over the everywhere. Mower. Yeah, so of course you do. when it stops raining yeah. uh, Thursday or Friday, I'm going to actually get the pressure washer out and like That's really good. give the mower a nice good, and I'll be putting the new little wheels on. So yeah. it'll it'll get a refresh. Yeah, and so you need to do that with a sleeveless shirt on, right? And course. I'll work on the relay as well. Yeah, just check it. <laughs> just check check the check. You know, but just I made a point sure. to everybody that helped me try to fix my mower. I text and was like hey or i called right uh or facetime and i was like it was the relay thanks for never telling me yeah, you've been to a, look at the relay you've been of no help uh me. and then my brother was like oh yeah i was like you first off i didn't even know a relay existed yeah and you didn't even mention it you could and now all of a sudden you're like oh yeah yeah it's definitely why did you relay. treat me like that yeah and so uh but man it was so nice to sit on it yesterday and start it the first try and just get to mowing. How's the yard look? Looks good. Yeah. I had to get it done because I knew the rain was coming today. Yeah. So I got my stripes in and mine yeah. doesn't look great. My grass looks fantastic. Like in the sense of like how green my grass yeah, yeah. is. Most of the weeds are, sure. are, are kind of you know, some of those early spring weeds are kind of right, dying yeah. out, things of that sort. Um, it's just more that I don't really know how long I mowed without awareness that that little wheel was oh, basically yeah. dragging. Yeah, yeah. So it's like put, it didn't like damage the yard, but it has like really uneven different kind of lines yeah. and different kind things of, of that sort. Yeah. I saw somebody. So beautiful. I was on, uh, Facebook and I love corns. It's, you know, Facebook yeah. group and somebody posted a picture of a yard striped. He's a landscaper and he was like, Hey, if you need your yard mowed, you know, hit me up. Here's my number. Love to help you out. Give you a quote. You know, really nice. The yard looked great. Right. It was nice stripes. And this tells you how how uh, terrible social media is. Oh, man. The first comment was, now, it is striped and looks gorgeous, just like a golf course. 
And the first comment was, uh, what's with the stripes? Looks like he only mowed every other, every other row. Oh. And the guy was like, I'm, is, I'm sorry if it's not up to your perfection. And the guy just kept commenting how bad it looked. I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? Speaking of straps, have you noticed how good the church looked? I don't it know if you did noticed. look good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. That's a huge shout out to Native Design. Yeah, not they're good. sponsoring the show. They're good. They should. Um, but, but great folks. Uh, yeah, they, the yard looks good out yeah, there. Yeah, they do a great job. So anyways, hey friends, listen, here's the deal. We value the church. We want you to value the church. Worship this Easter Sunday. Absolutely. Uh, whether you have to be online, do it online. Um, if it requires you put on a mask, put on a mask yeah. and go to worship. Let's celebrate the specifically Lord. ten o'clock. Sure, I'm kidding. No, don't do that. <laughs> that one is sold out. <laughs> That's but great. we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Happy Easter, everybody. <laughs>